I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John, and this is John Helps You Write Better, so how about we write better? Let me start today by posing a hypothetical situation. Let's suppose you have a few errands and chores to do over the course of the day. Maybe it's a Saturday. It's a weekend day. We don't have to go to work for this example. But you've got a few things to do. You get up, take a shower, you get dressed, you're feeling pretty darn good, you leave the house. You go start off on your errands. Maybe you're picking stuff up. Maybe you're dropping stuff off. Maybe you got to go here, go there. The specific errand doesn't entirely matter. But what does matter is that in the course of running that errand, you forgot something. You left something at home. Or you forgot that they were going to repave a certain street and close it off. And in the course of doubling back and going home, picking up whatever you found or trying to reroute around construction, you also realize that you're early. Something's not open yet. So you feel a little silly. You feel a little aggravated. You feel like you could have stayed in bed 20 minutes longer. But you go move on to your other errands and you've got your grocery list, let's say, and you start getting to the store and going up and down the aisles and the things you really wanted to make, the things you really want to look forward to aren't on the shelves. Maybe there's supply shortages. Maybe some little old lady just bought the last one. Who knows? But it's looking more and more like you will not be able to make the meal you want to make for dinner later this week. And it's kind of a bummer. And you get angry at yourself because you put all your eggs in this basket, metaphorically or literally, about this dinner. You were looking forward to it. Now it's not happening. So now you're starting to get into a mood. You've still got other errands to do. So you head out the door. Only now you're kind of aggravated. You're kind of frustrated. So you push a little bit. And then you realize, ah, you get stuck in a light. And then the asshole in front of you is dawdling on their phone while driving, so you miss the light when they turn. Now you hit the horn. Eventually, finally, you get a chance to make a turn. You go down the street, and traffic is a snarl. It's absolutely slow, and you get mad at yourself because had you just handled one thing differently, had you gone to the store yesterday, had you not forgotten the thing back at the house, had you not forgotten about the construction detour, your whole day would probably be different. And at the end of everything, you finish up your chores, tired, a little resentful, a little frustrated, drag yourself back into the house, feel like you've accomplished nothing because of the mood you're in and all all of everything that went on. And then you realize, well, this would be a great time to write. So you sit down and you try to start writing, but you're just so aggravated, so tired that the words are hard pressed and coming. And then you get angry at yourself that you're not writing more or not writing faster So you push even harder and the words struggle even more because there's this strange paradox that happens when you try to force a thing, it doesn't work. And when you don't force a thing, you can't seem to stop it. So you just keep pushing. You keep getting frustrated. You tell yourself that if you were a better writer, you wouldn't be frustrated at all. You tell yourself that if you were a better writer, this would already be done. And what the hell's the problem and what's wrong with you? And you start sort of spooling up against yourself mentally. Until you just realize, oh, the hell with it, I'm not going to write today. And then you just go retreat to the couch and put on comfort television 
whether you're watching, I don't know, episodes of Breaking News or you're sitting down and just watching that show for the seventh time that you've been binging. But ultimately, you don't get done the things you want to get done. And then later, someone's going to ask you, hey, how was your weekend? And you'll tell them disappointedly that you didn't get done the things you wanted to get done. And you will hold yourself responsible. You will claim that it's all because you started off on the wrong foot. And then you'll wait for the next weekend and slog your way through that too. That process, that whole thing of do a thing, get a response, have a feeling about it, let that feeling influence the next thing you do, that's a feedback loop. And we're going to talk feedback loops today. Because as a writer, as a creative, as somebody making something, that cycle of do a thing, feel about it, react accordingly, and then keep going is a problem for a lot of people because most of their feedback loops are super negative. And these feedback loops exist for everything. We have them about how we work. We have them about who we are as a partner or in a relationship. We have them about who we are as a child or a son or a friend or a neighbor or a worker or a biped or a person identifying one way or the other. They're everywhere. They're huge. They're part of how we interact and engage with the world. And how we talk about ourselves and how we talk about our work or how we talk about our accomplishments is fundamental to us moving forward in our experience. So on one hand, I guess I'm asking you, how do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to yourself when things are going in your own estimation well? Is it a matter of celebrating your victories or are you just really kind of holding off on being negative until something negative happens? You're kind of waiting for a shoe to drop. Or are you just always negative. It's just not good enough because it's not perfect or it's not better or it's not done. So there's always something to complain about. And in fact, it doesn't feel right unless you can find the negative, unless you can find that complaint, unless you can find that problem. It just feels awkward. Are you someone who kind of balances the two and feels vulnerable and a little squishy and strange when it's time to be positive? And it's possible you can do it, but you, you can do it but not really believe it, if that makes sense. You can say things like, yeah, good, good job, me, but really you're just kind of like waiting for those two seconds of joy to pass because you want to get back to the fact that, well, yeah, you did that good, but here are 10 other things that aren't done or that you've messed up. How do you talk to yourself? Because the foundation of any good feedback loop, and I don't mean good like, a positive feedback loop. I mean good like an established feedback loop. The, the foundation of a feedback loop is how you talk to yourself, which means we have to look at how you talk to yourself, not only in terms of the language you use, but what prompts you to talk to yourself. What view of yourself do you have? What estimation of your skills, what estimation of your ability do you consider when you talk about how well or how poorly something is going or what you've done? How much regard, respect, or care do you have for yourself when it comes to making things? I'm not doubting that you really want to be a writer. I'm not doubting that you really like writing. I'm not doubting that you're trying to be a writer. I'm questioning whether or not when you talk to yourself about your work that if you do it from the best position possible, the most objective position 
possible because a lot of people won't. A lot of people will go, yeah, I'm doing it, but, and then trail off. Or they'll set up an if statement. If I were fill in the blank, then fill in the blank. And what we're ultimately left with and what we're, we're stuck with is a set of conditions where we never really let ourselves win. We never really let ourselves do well. We never really let ourselves be satisfied or happy or content or encouraged or motivated because we so often set these cycles up for ourselves in how we talk about our work, in how we think about our work, in how we think it's going, in how we care for ourselves, that it's always better somehow to be bad, to be wrong, to be aware of the wrongness, to be aware of the fault, to be aware of what's not going right. Like we're supposed to be somehow humbled by that like we're supposed to be aware of all the negative because if we're just aware of the positive somehow we violated some kind of rule by the way that that whole idea if you follow down that train of thought that's the protestant work ethic that's the idea that you don't want to be too proud too loud too happy too joyous because uh it somehow defies the good nature you're supposed to have like a bad person is someone who celebrates or is positive about their work for too long as if there's a set moment or length of moment you're supposed to be happy and then everything else is supposed to be you know back nose to the grindstone serious and somehow serious is also a synonym for like sad or frustrated capitalism leverages this emotional button sort of subconsciously because hard work gets rewarded and you should only be satisfied when you've got a big payoff or a big like major success little successes are just supposed to happen so capitalism tells us so don't celebrate them it's all bullshit like it's all manufactured stupid nonsense that you don't have to keep doing you don't have to keep talking poorly about yourself you don't have to keep thinking that your work is only worth considering when it sucks you can be positive you can celebrate little things like hey good job getting up the stairs not spilling your cup of coffee hey you know good job wearing that t-shirt you like that t-shirt good for you hey and you can you could talk about yourself in the second person the third person the first person man i'm really happy that i got that done today holy shit i took an hour and i knocked out half my to-do list wow go that's me that's great i'm gonna be able to spend my afternoon i don't know with my hand down my pants doing something enjoyable who knows you can do whatever the fuck you want you're a grown human but the point is how you talk to yourself how you engage with yourself matters because these feedback loops as creatives are one of the reasons why you're not going as far as you want to. Forget fast. No one gives a shit about fast. Fuck fast. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But it, the, the reason why you're jammed up, the reason why you're up in your head, the reason why you're stalled and stuck and why you walk away, the reason why you quit and have to come back or feel bad or feel guilty about any of that stuff, is rooted in how you talk to yourself. I am a terrible self-talk person, and I am currently on a very vigorous campaign of multiple days a week of therapy and multiple books read and plenty of like personal do-the-hard-work-emotionally-homework to sit down and scrub some of the negativity out and fill it in with some positivity. So whether I'm playing a video game and I level up 
or I accomplish a thing and I knock it, I can cross it off my list or whether I like do a thing I thought was very hard, even if it seems like, well, yeah, everybody should be able to do that. Take a minute, stop and say something nice out loud about the thing you just did. Good job, me. I'm really glad I got one, two, four things off my seven thing to do list today. That's amazing. Awesome. Good job. And then feel good about it. Yes, we're doing this out loud because it's a little embarrassing and a little cringe, as the kids say, but it's more effective that way. Because if you just keep it in your head silently and sit there, it doesn't stick because you can just go, ah, well, it's a bullshit thought. I'll dismiss it. Say it out loud. Make it a thing. That's what matters here. Take a look at your feedback loops. Take a look at how you talk to yourself. Take a look at how many times a day you are critical of yourself and to what degree you're critical of yourself. And then try not fucking doing that. Try when you have an option between saying something you know, truly heinous, like it's not good enough, versus saying like, well, yeah, it's not good enough, but this is still really good. Good job, me. I got this far. No one's saying dismiss the fact that you're not done or dismiss the fact that, yeah, sure, ultimately it could be perfect if we do another draft. No one's saying that. I'm asking you to be objective. Look at the present moment. Look at what you just did. Evaluate it, not in terms of its shortcomings, but in terms of its accomplishment. Don't look at the negative space. Look at the positive. Don't look at the absence of other things. Look at what's there and evaluate it. Is it really that bad? Could you be positive to yourself? Challenge yourself. Spend time thinking, acting, verbalizing, and see if you're able to do it for a day, an hour, 20 minutes, two days, a week. Pick a small amount of time so you can accomplish it, measure it, and keep practicing. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.